Welcome everyone to another edition of End of the World Podcast with your host Anton Roberts and our returning champion Andrea. Hello, Andrea. How are Hello. You? Are you Hello. Okay? Um, how are you today? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm eager. I'm eager. Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to tell the uh, would-be audience what we are reviewing today? Yes, I will do. We are have read um, Troy by Stephen Fry. Now, very exciting. It is, it is, and I, I do have quite quite a few things to talk about this one. But um, I mean, yeah, we we were chatting as to, as to whether Stephen Fry even needs an introduction. He's so famous, but you know, I'll give you obviously he's a he's probably most most notably known for his for his like his acting roles. I would I would say think of that like V and Dare, obviously Blackadder, things like that. Um, but yeah. I I actually came came across him through his uh, debates um, that he would he would tend to you know like the sort of like annual kind of like atheist versus the Catholic Church kind of debates because he is a fantastic orator as well. Um yeah. but that's actually how how I came to know him. But obviously he's done also he's one of those annoying people who can do anything that he physically touches and he's just instantly amazing at. So I'm just, not even got onto his writing ability yet. Yeah, he's just everything. I think I first found him through like QI. Yeah, yeah, I was blown yeah. away. Like this man was so into. I get that he's got a set of cards in front of him, but he, he wouldn't even look at him sometimes. And it's just like, how how can you be that intelligent? Like how? He's yeah, just, I'm, I'm he's not mesmerizing. sure what the word is, but you know, like the one of one of those people who absorbs like every different subject. Like he knows everything about anything. Um, yeah, that's a rare quality to happen, and that again that that comes across, and we can talk a, a little bit about that, but. Um, yeah. he's wrote he's wrote a whole series of 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 these books where he kind of re, retells all the all the Greek classic stories and obviously we've chose to pick Troy this time um, yeah. just because I quite like the story of Troy so yeah I think I think that's probably enough for if you don't know who Stephen Fry is I am concerned for you um, go and Google the twenty fourth of August and you will see two very important people having birthdays on that day and I think that's all that needs to be said about that one man I mean I feel like we should open with that. Um, I didn't know you you had such a such a sacred connection with Stephen Fry. That's pretty magical. Well, one of us had to be intelligent on that day, didn't we? And uh, it was definitely the Mister Stephen Fry that chose that one. Got that one. <laughs> are, you, are you saying he stole some of your neurons? That means that we were saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so shall yeah. So shall we start with a, a basic kind of you know overview then? Like if you if you want if you want to give it a go, and I'll I'll, I'll chime in. What's the uh, in general? What's the what's the book about? So uh, well, it. it builds up to the Trojan War and how it all came about and all the different, the many different gods involved in it, as well as the normal people, how they came about, their backstories. Mm. And it tells it, it tells, I think it tells it in quite a good order where you can follow it from start to finish as well. But yeah, it, it tells you all the little, the little dramas, the little side stories and stuff like that and build up to the Trojan War and obviously it touches on the Olympics and Hercules all your big name Greek I want to say characters but characters isn't the right word yeah it's 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 funny like because it's kind of like embedded in our culture it kind of like surprised me how much of it I knew without ever reading anything um, you know, really, but yeah. like previously, like you know, all the you know, like most of the names were you know like were like Achilles and Ajax and things like that. They were all they were all familiar to me, and so much of their I don't know like the language they used and like even the sayings and like the cultural references. So much of it was just already there. It, it, it was it was just so familiar. I just thought we thought that was odd. Like it just shows you how much these stories are filtered into our subconscious. Yeah, it's 
they've lasted so long as well. I mean, I, I know quite a few of the stories um, having Greek family. So I, I grew up knowing these stories. I think it was like Nan would sit and tell you a story and some of it would be like, some of them were stories that were told in this book. Mm. But it's just like you hear the sayings and like, or even like the ideology behind the story and it still rings true now. And it's weird, it stood the test of time, well and truly stood the tre- test of time, these stories. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of like like human like elements there that we can relate to, which we can kind of get get into in you know in a bit. Yeah. You know, I suppose you know, essentially like in a in a in a in a nutshell, you know, it kind of centers around the love story of 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 Helen. I mean she she's referred to as Helen of Troy, but Helen she's actually Troy, really yeah. Hel- uh, Helen of Sparta, really. Um and obviously she is she is stolen or seduced or willingly yes. goes, depending on who you ask. Um, with with Paris, the um, the son of of Troy, well, the newly found son of son son of Troy, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, he steals her. And I'm going with stealing because I'm I don't buy that he was quite as um, favored as as he said. But anyway, she's ferried back, um, obviously to 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 Troy, which is a great offense because she was already married to a Spartan king, which causes yeah. a huge a huge offense in the Greek city states. Um, and then, yeah, it leads, leads to them assembling up, allegedly one of the largest um, armies of all time at that stage. Yes, this is it. Um, yeah. And then they, but, then they besieged Troy and the story. Yeah, story. and that's uh, the big battle. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts as well. I think that was mentioned, like your big Trojan horse. Mm, yeah, I, I, again though, like that 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 saying, most people know that saying without realizing the the kind of like where the, it's come from. Yeah, yeah, the the yeah. The, the origin of that. So, um, yeah, it's hard to know where to, where where to begin really. So I suppose like the main the main characters in the story are you know your I suppose your um, Agamemnon, which is kind of the leader in charge of the yeah. Um, I, th- I think they refer to the Achaeans, right, or Archaeans. Yes, Archaeans. Yes. Um, um, he's he's a very big part of it. Um, you've got um, Helen, obviously Paris. Um, Odysseus comes into it. Oh, Odysseus! I love Odysseus. He's one. Of, he's one of my absolute faves because he's like even he's Hercules so sly. comes into it. He is. He. I. I didn't know how sly he was. I think Odysseus was one where I knew the least about. Mm. He was so sly. He worked everything to his favor. Yeah, it's, just by it, saying something one way, and someone did something. He he played the game very very well. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of Game of Thrones in a sense, like that that idea of like of like um like Tyrion, like using your kind of wits to like manipulate every every sort of situation. I thought I thought he was a really really interesting character. Um, yeah, it's funny you should say that because I started with season one of that again, and whilst reading this book, I was like, these are very similar. Is this yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Is, influence from like yeah these was... these things just keep going back they're like recycled motifs like it's it's fascinating how often yeah get. like it's like a, it's like a what's that what's that phrase like um uh is it like a new bottle old wine or, or, or something yeah like. i know what you mean i don't know where, which way around that goes but yeah it's basically like the same idea with a slightly different um cover on it um I don't, I don't know have we have we missed anyone important um um you've hector. got zeus obviously hector um who else uh athena comes into it achilles is a very big part of it 
Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, so for those who yeah. don't know, he's 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 on the side of the Greeks. Um, kind of has his his own army. I think it's called the, the Mycenaeans. I think I, think, yes. I, I want to say that. I want to say yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's supposed to be the greatest warrior ever. Yeah, yeah, um, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think we've we, we've summarized it quite well. It's like the, the, oh, and King the, Menelaus, he's ooh, a big part. He's, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. On the on the side of the Trojans. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to basically, to basically like state timelines. Why? It's quite confusing. But essentially, there's an extended period of 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 conflict. Obviously, there isn't constant battles. There's constant to to and fro um, between the Trojans and the Greeks stationed on the on the beach, and then eventually they trick them using the famous wooden horse. Um, yeah. as a gift and then yeah they essentially open the gates let the armies in and Troy is slaughtered so in a nutshell yeah. I, I, think, I think that's the basic kind of uh, story I'm, I'm pretty happy with I that. think they say like it, it's over like a 10 year sort of period don't they they, mm. they it's not actually as like short as what you think it is it's, it takes place over about 10 years I think is what he hints at at one point yeah yeah, um, yeah. with how the timelines are so yeah but again, these these timelines, like you know, they are they're written by historians like hundreds of years after, if not longer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he really he difficult. does say a lot of it comes from what we know now comes from Homer when he wrote the Iliad, mm. and that was about 150 years after this has taken place. Am I right? Maybe even a bit longer. So it's it's all come down through families and stuff and then this mm, yeah sure. homer as this homer homer has decided to write <laughs> about it <laughs> i, I did think that, that that's a, a movie right times. there that's a movie waiting to happen right there <laughs> sorry sidetrack continue so what about that i think we've we've we've, we've given that a fair, a fair description then shall we shall, yeah. shall, shall we talk a little bit about how stephen fry pulls it off then and what we thought of you know, his abilities, shall we say, and the book in general. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. I've never read anything by Stephen Fry, so I've not, I've not read his first two books, um, which I got advised not to do. But I was like, I'm going to jump in with Troy; it'll be fine. And I think he writes it fantastically. I think whether you've never heard this story or whether you know it and you're reading the book, he writes to everyone. And he makes sure that everyone has an understanding of what he's talking about. Mm. I think he, the descriptions he gives are just, I don't know. He's hes literally like painted a picture with words on every single page you read. It's like you can imagine being a person stood there watching, just like a normal person that lived in Troy, being sat on the side of your pavement, watching yeah. what was going on. Yeah, I thought I thought the same. I, I was trying to figure out how how he did that so effectively as I, as I was reading it. Um, I think it's just because it's Stephen Fry. I, mean, I, mean, I have yeah, no it, other explanation. Because it's Stephen Fry, but yeah. is uh, how would you describe his his style of writing is kind of like you are in the pub with him. Is the only way yes. to describe it? He's not yeah. just describing like a set of facts. You you're almost getting a window into his like stream of consciousness on the page. Yeah, um, it feels um, a bit. It feels more like a conversation as opposed to you reading a book. It did. It did, and 
obviously you already know this, but none of the listeners do yet. Um, I listened to part of it on audiobooks. Um, <gasps> Phony so, eyes. I know, I know. I'm, no, I have to say this because he deserves a credit on it. When he's talking about the different people or playing the different characters, it's only him that reads it. And for every single person, it is literally like having someone telling a story in the pub, but he has a different voice for everyone. And you could dis- distinguish what he was saying and who he was talking about or who he was trying to, to be in that moment. And to do that on paper, but also be able to transfer it to the way that he did, mm. I, I just, I can't fault it. <laughs> I cannot fault it. I must admit, I do. I do love when authors like actually like record their own voice on their audiobooks. It does give you like an like an added flavor, doesn't it? Yeah, I was a little bit wary about doing it because I was like, it's not the same. I feel like I'm cheating on the book. Um, but yeah, I, I like going to and from work, trying to carry a hardback or to have it in my headphones for like half an hour, but still know where I was up to was was a great way of you know being able to do it and he, he does it so so well so so well he's quite he's quite good at sort of like identifying like the points of like difficulty because he, he's kind of like okay i know i know this bit is a bit i know a bit like tedious or, or a bit long just bear with me it will make sense like he, he already knows like which ones and like he, he's constantly kind of like footnoting at the bottom like explaining like you know like yeah you know, like, so like the, stuck the, on, which is really the nice. footnotes at the bottom which kind of clear everything up Mm. at the beginning of there was like a couple of chapters where he was like right things are going to get a bit of grey here so I'm going to explain it and here's the timeline and then you'll listen to what I say and it made so much more sense instead of just like instead of just reading what this person's put in and going oh my god I don't know where I'm up to I don't know what I'm doing Mm. I think it's especially when he talks about um where he's given the three women to decide between and like Athena comes down and it's like he gets three like angels as such as he kind of describes it as um and on that he he gave you the pointers of the timeline and how it all fitted in and who was who and where they traveled from and I just thought you know you can't do that like I don't know any other writer that would be able to do that without footnoting it at the back of a book and writing another 50 pages on what was going on yeah it's, it's kind of like keeping the entire like Marvel like universe in your head like by yourself um yeah so many like strands going on i mean even like you know like george you know george martin you know you know the game of thrones writer he he has like essentially this like collection of nerds that he relies on that kind of oh, turn yeah. oh yeah what color um was so-and-so's eyes in book three section yeah i'm like they they just know like he himself can't hold all these like you know like like minute like small details but like you 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 get the like the idea that like stephen fry is holding the entire greek like universe in his head it's like, oh yeah, this is so and so. That's cool. It does feel that way. It feels like he's literally just pulled it out of his head and gone, "Yep, I know this. I knew it from years ago." And he does it so so well. So what are we? So I, I must admit, I've for me like a few sort of like core themes came out in the book. Um, I don't know if 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 you want to go first in terms of like what what popped out for you. If 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 anything, um, I I thought there was a few really in- interesting things that came out for me. One of the big things that popped out for me, amongst all the characters, you have a lot of lying and deceit and, like, one-upmanship. They've always got to go one better than the other person, regardless of if it's Zeus, 
or one of his kids, Hercules, whoever, if someone comes back and says, I've done this, someone else has to come back and be like, well, I did this while you were away and it was a lot better. And they're always trying to, like, sneak around each other and do something, like... Mm, yeah, like, yeah, there's, like, a... There's always a concern for your reputation, right? And how, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh... Paris has done this or Achilles has done this and I've now got to go and prove myself to be one better than this person. Mm, that's interesting. I, I think, I think because in that kind of time, um, you're only really known by like your deeds and kind of like, like kind of like your latest deed as well. Like, like, like yeah. if you, like if you haven't done anything in a while, I imagine it's, you, you like, you get forgotten. You got honestly. forgotten about. Yeah. 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 You, you haven't, you haven't pillaged the town in like a week. Like you need to go out there and, and cause some you need to go and do something drastic, otherwise you're going to be forgotten. But it also makes me wonder how true it is. Like, because they all... Everyone's, like, little conquests and things that they did by themselves, bar Troy, they were alone. There was never really anybody there to witness it. Did they ever actually do it? Or... I mean, I think I think that question is a bit is, is a bit too large for this podcast, Andrew. I think it might be, <laughs> but that, that's where my train of thought went at one point. I was like, "Had have they actually done this, or are we just going down this road because they've disappeared for a week and now need to make themselves look great again in front of whichever I mean, person's come?" I, to I see suspect, them. like all things, there isn't like an element of truth. I think probably because a lot of this was like. Like, like oral history wasn't it like like, like a lot a lot of these stories like get passed down and in general certain things get emphasized when like stories get passed down you know so so like the love story between paris and helen that like sex sells like that that's the sort of yeah. thing that sticks in your head so i think that sort of stuff gets emphasized and other stuff gets de-emphasized so if if, yeah. they, if they even did have a relationship i doubt it was as important i think it is far, far more likely that it was like economic or you know like the country just wanted to steal more territory or, or yeah um, I think it was more to benefit one another so it was like oh if you go with Helen then we get this land and you get that land and you've got all these people and you've got all these soldiers but I imagine as well like you didn't really have much to do back in that sort of time you had you literally just had your family so I think you had to elaborate these stories and make them sound great for for telling the stories, mm. especially when you were passing them on through families. Like you know, things. I think some of the truth may have been um, exaggerated over the years. Well, I mean that yeah that, that that kind of rolls straight in for me like for my theme like on the obsession with like having a like a gene a gene gene genealogy. I can never never say that word. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I am, this is Jimmy, son of Franklin, grandfather of Jimmy Bob. Like, you need like a separate, I don't know, like a person to like keep telling you, oh, that's so and so and so and so. Because this, it's unbelievable. Like, like, you get the, like, you get the sense that they, like, you can't exist as your own person. You are only your family, like, lineage or something. And that's something that I found really hard to get my head around. I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? And I think it, link, it links on to the point that you were saying now, you know, having that kind of like that family and like you're only really as good as your family name. Uh, yeah. It's, it was mad. Like he, he did try and do like a little fam, Olympic, Olympian family tree, but I felt like I needed more. I'm trying to work out in my head. It was 
think you couldn't work some people out from Adam sometimes. No, no. I it mean, it was. I just kind of started, just sort of focused on the main characters to be honest after a while because I was like, okay, do I really yeah. need to know his family tree? Am I going to see this person again? Probably not. No, you you quite quickly learned who the main characters were and who weren't the main characters. Um, but he did he did it well again, like showing the backstories with the little people, little people, like people on the side who who contributed to the story but weren't the main part of it. He he did so so well. He did. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not not blaming Fry for that. It's just it just kind of like struck me as, uh, well, just how different we are now, like culturally. Obviously, like we kind of like success really is is attached to us as individuals. Like, oh, I've I've done a master's or I've got this job yeah. or I've this. Whereas, clearly, in that time, it's like success is thought of differently. Like, it's it, it's shared, right? Like it like it hasn't yeah. happened. Like, what you do immediately relates to everyone that is related to you seemingly which is a yeah. which is a weird way of seeing the world I can't imagine what that's like that kind of like was like what I don't know it's it's so backwards but again I think that might just come down to the sort of time that it was that it was maybe written mm. and where the way it's been told it's well it's bonkers <laughs> bonkers even with the timeline that he tries to like do for you mm. it still makes you still like that can't have happened that way like yeah yeah it's, it's quite it's quite chaotic um, yes it is what else what else I think um, I quite liked it when he told the story about the Olympics and how they were done oh, okay think- yeah yeah I think maybe that's yeah. yeah. I think that's maybe because it has stood the test of time, and it's something that still happens. Obviously, not for the same reason that it began, but I think I think he just told it really, really well, and he he made the point of being like it was for entertainment as much as it was for entertainment. It was for two people that believed that the that they lost their son and they wanted to remember him in in a way. Um, but he, he also conveyed the point of how it, it was entertainment for him as well. Yeah, they, they, they kind of like serve a really, a really important function. I think I think on a, on, a, on a few levels. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same sort of thing for us, really. And like historically, like in my own research, you, you, like, you, like, you see the same thing with like jousting tournaments and things like that, where like it's, it's a way of kind of like proving yourself in a safe environment like it, it's it's similar to war but you're not actually gonna die but you can still prove your status and your skill and your you know yeah and your reputation all, the, all these other things um he shows that quite well between the three lads was it agamemnon mm. um achilles and there was someone else wasn't there where there's like three of them kind of fighting out for who's going to win and who's going to be the best towards the end was it ajax Ajax, yes, it was. I think it was, and then all of a sudden they're all related, (laughs) which you kind of already knew from what he'd said to you. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll say one thing that I didn't like, um, especially as like a a, like a a gender researcher, and I'm not not blaming Fry for this. This is this is a problem that is inherent in the story. It's like how women are are portrayed in this story is horrendous. Like they only exist 
just like when when and I can object needs to be demonstrated. Oh, look at this attractive person here. Yes. They don't say anything. They don't import in the story. They have no influence on anything other, other than a flimsy pretense of war, which, as I said before, I don't really believe anyway. It's, oh man, their place. It's horrendous. It's so yeah, jarring to read. Like they're it, literally it, there to be pretty women and sit there and do as they're told or just, just to give birth. And so, like you said before, sex sells and they literally put them in there to sell that part of the story. And yeah it's it's sad to see but i kind of get it it's that timeline it's that era where a woman should be seen but not heard it was the guys that went out and did all the fighting the women stayed at home like it it wasn't yeah i mean i'm not not surprised necessarily that obviously there was, there was that like gender inequality. It's just uh, even you know, even even in our own quite I don't know quite unequal times like the like the black you know, the Victorian era. Like women still had a voice in various like in various ways and platforms. You know, obviously there's that yeah. there's there it's, in terms of it, it wasn't to the same degree or level, et cetera, et cetera. But they they had a voice in 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 various ways. You know, but I don't know. It, it just struck me as like their, their entire being was just like like negated. I suppose it's good in terms of how far we've come, but. It's funny, like like reading it now in our in our time, and and you're just like, oh, that's so uncomfortable to read. <laughs> yeah, they were they were literally, even even like the gods like Athena and Aphrodite. They don't they still don't play a big part in it, and when they do, they're literally taking sides with someone. It's they really don't have much of a part. Yeah, and all their power is like, um, yeah, this is so and so like goddess of fertility. Um, and a goddess of sexual love. prowess or yeah. yeah it's they don't have much of a sway they they seem to like yeah it's like they've they've been put there just to equal the balance i'm sure somewhere maybe if i read mythos and um i can't think of what the other one's called heroes they might have a bit more of a a sway in it and a bit more of a say I think because this is very much based on Troy and building up to the Trojan War and it's a very manly thing to go and fight a war isn't it like you're not really going to go on about oh this woman did this and it was very much building up to the manliness of who could outman each other yeah yeah but to to like push back a little bit like we, we were just talking about Game of Thrones for example and that you've got Priyana Tarth in that though yeah, yeah, true. And but 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 if, if anything, she's kind of like the like the exception of Bruce's rule. Like like the majority of the female cast and that are are um courageous and fight in a different way. But yeah, they they're, do. They're still present. Like like they still wage war, just just not with their fists. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. His yeah. Fault. <laughs> no, it's not his fault. And like I say, maybe I might check out the all these two books like Mythos and Heroes, mm. and maybe. They'd be portrayed a little bit differently. Like women would be portrayed a bit differently in them books. I don't know. Although, although on the subject of gods, like you mentioned, oh man, I I found the way that, especially the way that uh, Stephen kind of like portrayed him, like oh, it, it, it 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 was kind of like um I don't know, like a like a, a extenders so proper or something, but but they have like yeah. powers. Their 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 like idea of gods is so different to ours. 
Um, I, yeah. I felt, I'm not sure if you if you shared that. I thought I thought that was really interesting the way they they like depicted. Yeah, you could tell that the like the way you spoke when you read it, they they were supposed to be like these superhuman beings that were they could do no wrong and they they had all these powers and at some points it, it made you like I kind of thought people might have been frightened like if you were a kid like you threaten a kid with Father Christmas over December if he doesn't behave yeah. did they threaten their kids with like oh Zeus will do this if you don't behave like that's what it felt like like this person he was like he was a godlike being I suppose like yeah but there's like a lot um like their like connection like to it was like so much more immediate like like like, like well obviously i know that like neither of us are like christian in any way but hypothetically yeah. like, that, that, that's culturally what we, we we've been brought up on so we tend to think of it in kind of like a christian way you know there's some sort of lofty floating man in a chair in the sky somewhere, <laughs> right yeah but like like from the, like from the Greeks' point of view, like their gods were like amongst them, literally. Like yeah, anyone they could were be a god. Living, you wouldn't know who it was. Like no. they could take any shape or form. Isn't there one point where one of them takes form of a goose just because they wanted to have a child? Um, it often doesn't make sense in terms of way. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I I imagine I don't I don't even know where that story's come from. Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like they're they're, they're always taking human form to, to to either, you know, get laid or or kill someone. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I, I kind of wonder: is that to make it more relatable? Like, is that to make it more relatable to the sort of like when these stories came about? We were talking BC. You're talking like th- what three, four thousand years ago? Mm. Was it? The whole thing to make them relatable and it wasn't like as much as they were a god they could still be like you 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 don't know who they are who they they could be walking right next to you they could be sat in the pub right next to you having a drink and is that why they they always appeared in human form yeah i think it makes it more understandable but also kind of um i think kind of it makes it from my point of view if if I believe those things, it would affect my behavior a lot more. Like like especially in terms of like conduct and morals and stuff. Like if I thought any anyone could be Zeus in disguise or something like that, it'd make you more and more inclined to act in a in a in a, in a yeah proper, to you know what I mean? behave like a, yourself and not get caught out doing something you shouldn't yeah, be so doing. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, but they're they're also like they're really imperfect and constantly well fucking up. And yeah. Just, just not at all what you'd expect, like from God. Like, there's why are they so worried about what humans are doing all the time when they're literally gods in Mount, in Mount Olympus? Like, why are they so concerned with our meaningless squabbles? <laughs> yeah, that's it. They they were always involved in something, but they that something usually came from a mistake that they'd made, like coming down sleeping with someone and having a child that then possessed great powers to become the greatest warrior. It, it was like. It was weird. They were. They always seemed to be like, as much as there was that one-upmanship, they always seemed to be chasing each other and cleaning up each other's mess and involved with each other somehow. Yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah, a constant, like, like meddling. Um, yeah. Like, with our like, kind of affairs. No, it's true. It's true. Like, like, they just make constant 
mistakes. But yeah, yeah. But again, I suppose like to like to them, like the Greeks wanted that closeness with. with... I was gonna say yeah, they they're making it so is the story so they had they made mistakes so they seemed more human like as well. You di- mm. you you telling a story of someone who could be Zeus stood next to you in the street. So do you need to make it so he is imperfect? So that it's more believable. Yeah, is that I mean, the right word. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It, it is. It is a word, and it does work. On yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I, I mean, I, it, it kind of like reminded me of because I, I know, I know, I know you're the same in terms of like your your like interest in Vikings and stuff. It, it, seemed, mm-hmm. it seemed quite similar to like the pagan um, gods there because like like they're kind of similar in the sense that they're constantly making mistakes and they're quite close to their um, their believers. It was and I think. I think the stories that has come from ancient Greece has influenced a lot to do with like your Vikings, mm-hmm. your Saxons and stuff like that. It is very, very similar. And I think, I think it's influenced a lot. But I think it shows that it stands the test of time and it works as well because Vikings have then turned Greek gods into their own gods. The Romans did it as well, didn't they? You had very similar. Mm. There's obviously something that worked there, always believable. Yeah, and I, I always wonder whether it speaks to just some sort of human need. Um, yeah, I think as humans, we do always feel like we need to have some sort of story, something to believe, something yeah. from a being that is greater than what we could ever be. I feel like we need a, we need like a, a separate podcast on atheism. Yes. <laughs> no, that is. That, that would be a separate one. But I think that's why the stories work so well, because as humans, we, we still believe, well, n- not necessarily believe, but we still read these stories now and enjoy them. There's obviously... Now, there's, there's, there's just something fundamentally human about them isn't it and it, it, mm. it, it, it just connects to you like you can still imagine it well apart from the gods being your mate whatever you can kind of imagine most of this stuff happening like it's it's very relatable yeah you can imagine like an old house like shanty house on a street in like i imagine not jeans and t-shirt but it would have been like some sort of dresses and sandals and stuff and you can imagine it happening and there'd be street stalls and walking through it and there being some sort of big castle somewhere in it like in this village because there was someone who was noble enough to have that mm, mm, mm. i mean i mean in terms of the, the main things that that was probably it for me um yeah i think really my favorite thing about it i'll, I'll end on this the one thing that i, that I like because i'm like a massive kind of like history buff as well like, i mean more more like world world war ii but i do i do like the classics I like I liked how he painted the picture of kind of like the separate like Greek city states like like I, th- I think Stephen did that particularly well because like most people think of obviously Greece this like you sort of one country this like unitary thing but it was in fact you know very distinctly separate city states and it kind of it's almost like a like a world in a world and like he paints that quite well so like if 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 you're a bit if you're a bit of a history buff you would you would enjoy that kind of like politics going on there because it, it painted quite well. So I was quite happy with it. I was quite happy with it. I don't know if you have any final remarks, Andrew, before we give it. I mean, I was I was just the same as you, really. Like you could, he did it so well in a way that you, you knew the difference between each place. But he also, he just, it, 
it's just the way you wrote it. It's so everything's so clear. You don't, I don't, he does it so well where you're not confused. Mm -hmm. he explains everything so well and I think with the timelines that you're talking about and it would have been easy to have been confusing but he he just paints it all so well like I say you can imagine yourself being sat there on or being part of what is going on thousands of years ago like points of reading it it felt like you were just looking in on what was going on Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's, he's, he has that gift of painting a picture and he, he splits everything up so well like the chapters are quite short for what we'd normally read but he does it so well because of the way he splits everything up and sorts everything out he he just does it so well yeah he's kind he's kind to uh, to the to the to the audience that's what, that's what i'd say i think he's written it with in mind of there'll be people that know a lot about this and he's done it in a way where it doesn't feel like it's been dumbed down for them. And like they're being patronised for knowing too much. But also, if you know nothing at all, you could pick it up and still read it and come away knowing knowing yeah, something yeah. and having learnt something. I I would recommend this book to anyone. I'm going to give it mm-hmm. a 7.5 out of 10. I think I think it's a good is it is it is a good score in terms of of. I don't know, like what what he could do better. I don't know. There, 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 there's so much there that I would like. I would, I would like to know about further, um, especially for like like from my era. I don't know. I, I know. I know. I know. He's, I know. There's a whole series, then, so maybe I'll, I'll feel differently when I've when I've read the others. But I did have a lot of questions that were unanswered. Um, I did, and but like I said at the very beginning, I got told that I should have read Mythos and yeah, Heroes yeah, yeah, before I read this. So I was like, maybe that'll clear up some questions. But I think if he started pulling out every single strand, he would have gone to like, God knows how big this book would have been. He could have made it the size of a house, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, but no, I'd give it, I think I'd give it eight out of 10 because I think he's done really, really well with it. Ooh. Ooh, I think that might be my highest rated one yet. I think so. I think so. So Ooh. go out and read Troy, guys. I hope you enjoyed that yes. review. Um, do you want to, do you want to tell them what we're reviewing next? Or do you want to keep it a secret? We'll keep it a secret. All right. But it's so, something that we've never touched on before. Yeah. It's really good. I'll give you a clue. It's children. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all you need to say. So Let the cogs wear. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting area. Anyway. So uh, as, as usual, Andrew, thank you very much for giving me your time today to review You're this book. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me Very enjoyable. Um, and I hope our viewers continue to enjoy our book reviews. And stay tuned for more to follow soon. Take care, everyone. Bye, Andrea. Bye. And you've been listening to the End of the World podcast with Anton Roberts plus guests. If you'd like to leave a message, please do so after the bleep. Like, comment, subscribe, because knowledge is for everyone. Oh, no.